What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. And kind of an, an interesting day here, Adam. You know, we talked a little waiver wire action yesterday for the NFL. There really hasn't been a you know, there's there's been a little change in the news with David Montgomery. We've got some more clarification on that, but you know, you and I, let's face it, our focus right now is kind of tilting towards playoff baseball. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Tuesday, so you got no NFL action, and we have these wild card games, and whether you like them or not, uh, we do have seasons on the line, and you have Yankees and Red Sox in one game playoff, a wild card at Fenway Park, and then, you know, the Dodgers on Wednesday against the Cardinals, where the Dodgers are favored to win the World Series, yet they could be potentially eliminated on Wednesday. So you have two really interesting games uh, here the next two days. Yeah, it's it's amazing, right? Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cardinals, like the forts, like storied franchises uh, with the one game here on the on the line. I got to tell you, man, it's uh, it's 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 exciting stuff. It's definitely exciting. I mean, you know, again, Red Sox, Yankees has always been I mean, my God, growing up was just uh, unreal for me, you know, as as a Yankees fan. And listen, I, you know. It was like you growing up when the Mets were winning the World Series and the Mets were the toast of the town in the 80s, right? The Yankees, for me, I mean, it was like I grew up in the late 70s, um, you know, and they were like the, you know, the Bucky Dent game was, you know, I was I was watching that. I was like, I was in on that. Um, and then just over the years, the Yankees, uh, you know, beating up on the Red Sox until finally it was, uh, it oh three. Or oh four, I don't even know. They all blend together. Oh four, four when the Red Sox came back and uh, yeah, the only the team in baseball history to come back from three games to zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, it was a crazy Cinderella story, and uh, and it caused them to have to redo the ending of the movie Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that detail. Um, I did see that movie. Look at you. Look at you. It's baseball. You know I'm watching that shit. Right? Of course. <laughs> Sports of course. movies. Yeah. The best part of that whole movie, best part, hands down, was when she comes running across and she finally gets to him. And the first thing out of his mouth is, y'all feel grass. Is it spongy? <laughs> <laughs> you, Dave, you remember everything, bro. Holy shit. You need to be like on a movie trivia, movie trivia show for like, you, you probably crushed that shit. I probably would crush that shit. That, that come on though. That line is like, if when you're a baseball fan, you're a baseball guy, you know, to go into that and like, you know, you, you know, this, that whole thing, like to, it would be, it would be a dream for me to run across the, yep. uh, the field at Yankee stadium. So I have a good story for you. So this was in college and I was some stupid media arts class and they were like, you know, you, you worked in groups and you had to like film some type of fucking building, like architecture shit. So I go to my group Hey, why don't we do Shea Stadium? They were like, oh, okay. So one day uh, we went to Shea Stadium. It was me and this girl. And she was really good looking. And you know, I really liked her. And you know when you like someone like that, you, you kind of do stupid shit, right? You do whatever they say. So we go to Shea Stadium. It's like February. And we're walking around the stadium. And she's like, oh, look. There, there, like, there was an entrance to go in the outfield towards the field. She's like, let's go. I'm like, no, you can't go. It's trespassing. She's like, oh, come on. Let's go. I was like, nah, man. You can't do that. It's like, ah, let's go. So I did. We're walking. And then someone goes, hey, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, look, it's Pete Flynn. And he looked at me like, how the fuck do you know who I am? 
I knew who the head groundskeeper was for the Mets. I was like, yeah, what's up, Pete? He's like, looked at me like crazy. He's like, you guys can't be here. So she explains what's going on. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, let me take you around to the front. Um, so, yeah, and we actually, like, walked on the field for a little bit. It was insane. That's amazing. I, I love that. I love that. And, yeah, what kind of a nerd knows the name of the head groundskeeper? <laughs> I mean, come on. If you were a Mets fan, Pete Flynn was, like, there for years. Like, you know who he is and everything. Oh, so, yeah. God. I think I think he was so flattered that I actually knew who he was that it helped us. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. That's like, oh man, dude. Yeah, totally. Like that's you know he's he's not a, a celebrity or a big time thing, but to to know that the fan base knows who he is like that, that's got to be that was just huge for him. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. that that impressed the hell out of the girl too. Um. I don't know if it did um, anyway, but <laughs> so we wound up actually shooting the Shea Stadium as the project. And I think someone in our group knew someone who worked there, got us access inside and the professor hated it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is not what I was talking about. I was thinking more churches and buildings. I was like, I don't give a shit. I want to make it fun. <laughs> the Shea Stadium. I don't want to do church and all this architecture shit. I want Shea Stadium. So I didn't care. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? You got to point. I would have been like, yeah, dude, look, that's a flying buttress right there holding up the the tier. Damn it. Wow. Whatever. I don't care. Was it Old Shea Stadium or City Field? Old Old Shea. Shea, Yeah. Oh, that place was what a dump. It was. But man, when that place was filled and rocking, it was so loud, man. It was just it it was insane. Uh, I know it was a dump and they need a new stadium, but you know what? I still miss that place, man. You know, being there so much for so many good moments too. So I uh, love the new city field, but uh, definitely uh, Shea Stadium will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, dude. Listen, you know what? Very first Jets game I went to at Shea Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was, was it watching football there? What's that? How was it watching football there? I, I was, I was, I was seven years old, right? Okay. <laughs> I was seven years old and I, I kind of didn't want to be there. So I was rooting for the Vikings and that was, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen, I, I saw a couple of games, you know, I, I have a hard time. I'll say this. I have a very hard time watching a football game on top of a baseball diamond. Yeah. Like it just like that, that I mean, it's, horrible you know when they were doing it out here in 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 oakland too it's like i don't know i just i don't you know i i never liked it so you know when they moved to to jersey i I didn't care i was like all right whatever i don't care just give me a a a normal field right that was uh that was much better that was much better but i man i want to know the architecture project man i want to know more about that Uh, i don't even (laughs) remember it i I I don't remember i don't know what we get like a B, B minus. I don't know, but he just oh, wasn't. You made it sound like the guy gave you an F. No, no, it wasn't an F, but he just was like, yeah, this is not what I was looking at, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, whatever, man. I graduated. That's all that matters. That's Look at where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, I got the <laughs> diploma. Um, Man, so as this uh, as this Yankee game gets underway here, Adam, did you uh, did you lay down any final bets? Uh, no. I mean, I liked Boston money line. I like Nadia Ovaldi over five and a half strikeouts. He actually has cashed nine out of 10. Uh-huh. Um, the one game he did it obviously was the one game against the Yankees where recently we're here allowed seven runs and two and two thirds, but, uh, he's pitched well against them this year. 
And yeah, I don't know why it was only five and a half Ks. Uh, Cause again, he's been over that quite a bit. Uh, so that was the one that I liked. Uh, even against the Yankees this year, he has at least six strikeouts in four of the five starts, omitting the uh, last disaster. And the Yankees have been striking out a lot. 57 strikeouts in the last 197 at-bats. Yeah, I think um, I think that that game that Eovaldi didn't come through, the one that you keep trying to ad- uh, omit, um, I, I think I had him as like the best bets over at Wage for Alarm. Oh, yeah. strikeouts. I think that's what happened. He's <laughs> actually, people forget, he's been good in the postseason. Remember that uh, was it eight, 2018? He had a ridiculous run. So, um, you know, they obviously, I think you, you got to try and pitch around Judge right now because he's the one guy who's hitting. I know Glaber's come on a little bit. The Yankees are just not hitting. I know Boston has had their issues too, and Boston wasn't good in the second half, and they're without Genie Martinez. I mean, I'm not saying it's a slam dunk. I think it's close. But, you know, if you're asking me to pick one, uh, I would take the Red Sox. Uh, and Cole definitely has concern as the Yankees already have uh, two outs on uh, three pitches. So uh, Rizzo grounded out to lead off, Judge flat out to right. But my concern is Cole. It's weird because Cole was, was was really bad in September. 5-1-3 ERA, 7-6-4 ERA over his last three starts. 3-29 batting average against his last three starts. Not pitching well against Boston this year. Almost a five ERA and not pitching well at Fenway. But Cole is the type of guy where I could just see, all right, big game. I'm getting paid the big bucks and just go out there and have a dominant outing because he's also had good postseason starts. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, I'm not like, oh, yeah, Boston for sure. But you're giving me a home dog at plus 110. I'm going to I would take that. Home dog at plus 110. Not me, man. I'm uh, I'm all into the the aura and mystique that is the New York Yankees. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the key is you need to knock Eovaldi out early. You want to get into that Boston bullpen. I think the Yankees obviously have the edge in the bullpen. Um, but I'm just very, very concerned about this Yankees offense. They're so streaky, and they're very reliant on the home run. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think if the Yankees were to if the Yankees were to get past Boston tonight, I, I oh, mean, shit, Stanton just hit a bomb. Dude, you're way ahead of me here on the hit TV. The wall, though. So I hit the wall. Holy shit. It hit the wall. It's a single. <laughs> it doesn't go out, though. And it's wow. I thought it didn't, it didn't look gone off the bat. It did, but it was the longest single known to yeah. mankind. I guess he was jogging and admiring it. Because that should have been a double. It should have been a double. It definitely should have been a double. Now they're showing him. Yeah. He stood there and stared at it like, yeah, that's fucking gone, bitch. And then. Yeah, he jogged to first. I can't blame him because off the bat, I thought it too. But look, it's the playoffs, bro. You got to run everything out, man. He yeah. stood there and admired it. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And all your negativity, Adam, I hear you loud and clear. That dude, just, he just hits rockets, man. My goodness. Right? Nice little, dent, nice little dent in the big green monster for sure. But yeah, you're way ahead of me now. You so know what? You probably already know the outcome of this at-bat that's on the TV no, right now. But what's interesting is Eovaldi throws a lot of first-pitch strikes. Yankees are coming out swinging. I think that's very interesting, and I wonder if that's something they looked at and said, you know what, let's not fall behind. He comes after hitters. You're going to get first pitches to hit. Don't be patient. Swing. Because I've noticed that in these at-bats. Rizzo swung at the first pitch. Judge the second one. Was Stanton's the first? And uh, Gallo swung at the first pitch. So I wonder if that's something – you know, as a reporter, that's what I would ask after the game. Like, hey, guys, did you, you know, I mean, they faced him, what, five, six times this year anyway. Right. But I wonder if that's something um, 
you know, they talked about. Yeah. Try to, you know, should, did we all talk about trying to be more aggressive uh, early on in the at-bats? No doubt. No doubt. Um, what I was actually saying before, before the Stanton really long single um, was that, yeah, talking about the Yankees and their streakiness here, um, I'd be very hard. Like, what, like, what do you think the odds would be for the Yankees to beat the Rays in a series? Like I like that to me, um, like, I think the, 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 the money line on the series would significantly favor the Rays. Yeah. They've obviously handled them pretty well. Um, probably, but then again, there are still people that will bet the Yankees. So I wonder if that plays a part. Yeah, well, there's it's you know, there's a tax. It's like Dallas Cowboys in football and Notre Dame in college football, Yankees in baseball. You know, people are just, you know, they're like, you know, I'm hanging out in Vegas right now. Oh, I'm right outside the sports book. Oh, there's a there's a game on tonight. Yankees, Reds. All right, I'll just take the Yankees. Right. Like they just yeah. they know that's that's, you know, they go with the team that they know um, rather than like really kind of like dive into it. That's, there's always a tax on those teams. Yeah, so, no, there definitely is. Um, all right. So while, you know, obviously this game is going on here, let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk a little football for a sec, because uh, what we didn't have yesterday when we talked was clarity on the Bears situation. Um, now we know David Montgomery, it's four to five weeks that he's going to be out. Um, you know. Like, uh, you know, Damian Williams is the uh, he's he's the guy uh, who's coming in next. And like you said, Khalil Herbert is somebody you have to kind of keep an eye out on um, for those who might have to put fab budget on for a Wednesday night instead of a Tuesday night. Um, how aggressive do you need to be to go after Damian Williams now? Yeah, you're probably going to have to be aggressive. You just don't get many opportunities for a potential three down back. The problem is that Williams is 29. Durability has been an issue for him. He's already dealing with a thigh injury. But if he's going to get the touches, you need a back like that. And, yeah, Khalil Herbert, smaller back. Uh, maybe he's involved a little bit. But we've seen Williams have success. And you potentially could get four or five weeks out of him. Now, the schedule is it's good the next two weeks. Then it gets difficult. Um, I know they have uh, the Bucks coming up in that third game. So what this week it's the Raiders, the Packers, then the Bucks, 49ers, and Steelers. So you got two good weeks ahead and then some difficult matchups. But there's just not many running backs out there. So if you really need a running back, you're gonna have to be aggressive. And sometimes you can't sit there and save your money all year. Uh you don't know what's gonna become available. So you're gonna have to be aggressive if you want him. How like, you know, I mean, would you go 50% of your budget? Yeah, if my needed a running back badly, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I had a guy who called up today. He was like, he had ninety dollars left of his hundred dollar budget. Uh, has uh, has Montgomery, and uh, and you know doesn't doesn't have anybody. Like his other back is Antonio Gibson, and then he's got like, you know, Javante Williams and Michael Carter, and those guys are sitting there uh, behind. And you know, he was, I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you you need to go. Like I was going to say sixty to sixty five. Jim was like 70. I'd put these. He's like, you're talking to the wrong guy because I would go after the player and I would put 70 on him and and, and go for that. I'm like, yeah, I, you, you, we're not really that far off in this. And, and you know, it's, it's a great point. Yeah. You, you know what? Injuries can happen to anyone. But do you know 
when the next opportunity is going to be to get a, a guy who's going to be a starting running back for a little while. Yeah, it's it's not the best offense. They have questions on the offensive line, but, you know, touches are what's matter. And he should be getting, you know, 12 to 16 touches a game, you would think. So um, I I don't know if he's available in any of my leagues. I didn't go through all my waivers yet. I know I have him in two leagues. Um, so I'll probably be starting him. The other thing, I just saw this now. Chris Carson was uh, did not practice today because of a neck injury. And they play Thursday. Now, I don't know if they had an official practice or it's like a walkthrough or whatever. But, you know, Alex Collins maybe starts on Thursday. So I know I mentioned them yesterday. I picked them up in my home league recently. Um, so that's uh, another name to add to the list. Yeah, you know, interesting. I actually I've got some thoughts here on Collins, but I'll uh, I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick timeout, uh, pay some bills here, and uh, when we come back, we're just gonna uh, hit Adam with some questions that I have about Alex Collins. So stick around. We'll be right back. So Adam, I, I saw the 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 re- there was a report today um, about Alex Collins talking about the fact that. You know what he's doing right now. He looks fine and whatever, but overall, um, the the Seahawks don't see him, you know, increasing his role at all. Now, um, I don't know if if that was uh, if that if that's obviously before or after this report about Carson not practicing with a neck issue. Um, but you know, I mean, I guess they specifically went after and, and said it about Collins. Where's the? Uh, Where's the report here? It was um, the athletic. It was uh, Sh- Michael Sean Duggar who said that Collins unlikely to carve out a larger role. Now, obviously, that's beat writer speculation. But man, with Carson being out now, you're you're you got me slightly intrigued. He's oh, also yeah. a hell, hell of an Irish step dancer. Yeah, that's very important when you're doing your waiver wire picks. Hey, footwork, dude. Footwork matters. Yeah. So. Uh, look, if he's, he could step into an opportunity of, uh, you know, because I'll probably use Homer on third down passing situations. Uh, but we know Seattle likes to run the football. They play at that stupid slow pace. They don't run play. So he could get 10 to 15 touches and finish off a drive with a touchdown. So you know, definitely should be rostered um, for those that need running backs. Um, and your thoughts, how about on Samaje Ryan? just to, to remind people again? Yeah, we don't know what the status is of Mixon. You know, there's a chance he practices this week. So I would put in a bid, but I wouldn't go crazy just in case you find out, oh, yeah, Mixon's fine. He's going to play this week. And even if Pirine does play, I, I think this is more of a a pass-heavy day for the Bengals. You know, the Bengals have also played at a slow pace, which is kind of mind-boggling. But I think this is a week where they might open it up a little bit, going up against Green Bay who has allowed 68 points in two row games and will likely be without Jair Alexander, the top cover corner, and they should get T. Higgins back. I think if the Bengals are smart, they go pass heavy this week. This is a big game for the Bengals, man. Uh, they're three and one. And if they can beat Green Bay and go to four and one, uh, that is huge for a team that has really struggled. So uh, this is a big, I'm actually very interested in that game this week. Um, you know what? I am now too talking about Jair Alexander. When when did that news break? Because I didn't see that at all. He get, he got carted off Sunday with a shoulder injury. Did he? Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? 
How in the world did I effing miss that? Pisses me off. All right. Well, yeah, that does really open up things for Cincinnati. Holy shit. Holy cow. Um, do we know if T. Higgins is back? I, I you they, know. they expected him because they had said last week if the game had been Sunday, he probably would have played. So the expectation is that he will play this week. But, uh, you know, I think Wednesday practice obviously will tell, give us the first step. But it sounds like all indications are is that he would have played. I hope he's back, man. I have him in uh, many, many leagues. And um, uh, that was uh, painful to be without him over the last uh, two weeks. Crushes the value of Tyler Boyd, maybe. Um, it hurts. I don't know if it crushes. It definitely hurts. Um, but I also think you will not see Uzoma as much involved. You would think, I think, you know, he benefited, he definitely benefited from Higgins being out. Um, you know, he, he was open, did what he had to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, boy was definitely in a more favorable position the last two weeks without Higgins. But uh, again, I think this, I think this could be a week where the Bengals throw it 35, 40 times. We haven't seen it yet. No, we definitely have not seen it yet. If he throws 30, 30 to 40 times, well, then, yeah, then then everybody can eat. And I'm very happy about that. I'm wondering if uh, if if maybe the, the possible switch from Mixon to Pirine uh, does change that game plan even more. Although I listen, you know, Pirine didn't look terrible when he was uh, when he was in that game. Granted, it's, it was the, the Jaguars and it was only for a quarter, but he definitely didn't look terrible. Yeah, not look, not look like the Samaje P. Ryan we remember from uh, from Washington. Yeah, those were painful days. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Final thoughts here before you go and watch this game. I go and uh, do a live stream. Fun stuff like that. But the question is, Adam, Josh Gordon, yay or no. nay? No, I'm not doing it. Just not. I mean. What have we seen from him? I mean, I know it's Kansas City, but we don't know what kind of shapes he's in. We haven't seen the number two receiver really do anything. It's always Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and maybe some running backs and then spread her out. So I'm not doing it. Um, just haven't seen enough. And would I like to see him have success? Sure. Why would I root against the guy? I mean, it, it, it sucks because, man, that one big year he had in Cleveland, I know I had him on a couple teams. And I think I fell I fell into the trap one year. What year did I fall into the trap? Uh, I can't remember what year. Was it 17, 18? One of those years, I definitely. And then since then, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. You know, so. <laughs> uh, but I that, I mean, think, man, it's amazing. 2013, man, 87 receptions, 1,646 yards and nine touchdowns in 14 games. 18.9 yards per uh, reception. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. And just basically nothing since. Nothing. Yeah. Did not look good in his last stint with Seattle. And, you know, and like that, that was the thing also was because, you know, like people are saying, you know, I was talking to to Jim Bowden today on the, uh, on the fantasy alarm show. And I, and I brought up Gordon and, you know, and and Jim was like, it's Pat Mahomes. And this is clearly, you know, he was brought up from the practice squad and, and it was clearly a, more of an indictment uh, on the fact that the team does not have the confidence in Nicole Hardman or Byron Pringle. Um, that they do miss Sammy Watkins. So if you have a game like you just had where, 
you know, tight, you know, where Travis Kelsey gets, you know, taken out, like where else, you know, are, are you, are you good to throw it anywhere or, you know, will Josh Gordon kind of help you out? Cause I mean, it's not always going to be as easy as it was this past week. He's not going to throw for five touchdowns all the time. We can, he has at least three touchdowns in every game, but no, I get what you're saying. Uh, look, <laughs> he, he played with Russell Wilson and Tom Brady also. And what did he do? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. And he's 30 years old now. And I know that's typically not old, but when you don't play football that much, I mean, you're out of the game. I know running back's different, but look what it did to Le'Veon Bell. Oh, jeez. You know, so it's just tough. Um, so, look, I, I'm rooting for the guy. But I just don't see it happening, and it's not going to be on my fantasy team. Yeah, I said. I Get hope- out, get out. Yes! Xander uh, Bogart, two run bombs. See now, see, now I've got to close everything out on that because, again, you're way ahead of me on the TV broadcast here. And so you ruined it for me now. Because now, now I just I hear your sick, disgusting voice. Oh, look at this. They're like, way to, way to hone in on the, on the idiot fans there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for ruining my night, Adam. <laughs> it's early, bro. It's only the first. Are you there still? What? I can't yeah. hear you. Huh? Well, we must have a bad connection. Yeah, I'm sure. So on that note, uh, on behalf of uh, the guy who I can't hear anymore right now, Adam Ronis, <laughs> I'm Howard Bender. This has been Addy Up, and we'll catch you next time.